This episode of the YVR Screen Scene Podcast is brought to you by Fish Flight Entertainment. This episode was sponsored in part by listeners like you. Join our Patreon community and receive early access to episodes, bonus content, stickers, buttons, and more. Visit www.patreon.com slash YVR Screen Scene Podcast. Welcome to the YVR Screen Scene Podcast, where we normally pull back the curtain and expose the beating heart to the Vancouver film and television industry, namely the actors and filmmakers and other talented artists who do the work. Capital T, capital W. Today, like much of the world is, we're doing our work differently. We are in the midst of a global pandemic. The YVR Screen Scene Office has closed its doors temporarily because the Vancouver film and television industry, much like every other industry, has all but stalled. Before we locked up the YVR Screen Scene Office, I grabbed a bunch of recording equipment and MacGyvered them into a hopefully temporary studio in my bedroom. So instead of the usual angry, organic delivery drivers in the background, you're likely going to be hearing from my cats, Wade Wilson and Vanessa. Earlier this week, we released an episode that dealt with the impact of the COVID-19 shutdown on film workers. We spoke with UBCP actor president Keith Martin Gordy about the services available to members and with actor and YVR screen scene regular contributor Omari Akil Newton about his concerns for film workers, especially on the subject of mental health. And we spoke with film worker and community organizer Joel McCarthy about his Vancouver Quarantine Performance Project, of which YVR screen scene is a sponsor. You can find that episode wherever you're listening to podcasts. But I wanted to do something different today. I want to lean into the conversations we need to be having about staying healthy, emotionally, mentally, and otherwise, while self-isolating. And maybe bang out some strategies about how to hold on to each other and maintain connections while it seems impossible to do so. To that end, I welcome one of my dearest friends back to the YVR Screen Scene podcast. Except this time, she's in her home, I'm in my bedroom, and we're holding each other virtually, digitally, (laughs) through the magic of the internet. So we're going to talk about all the challenges we're all facing during this time, and then we're going to end with some fun. A rapid-fire game of favorite things oh yeah so fun amanda tapping hello welcome back to the podcast thank you my sweet friend oh thank you for inviting me well frankly there are few people that i want be what i want to spend time with right now and uh you are definitely one of the people that i am missing i am missing you too it's such a weird paradigm it's such a crazy i i it feels this before i've never i haven't either i i haven't felt this paranoid you're paranoid yeah i've got maybe it's because i finally have had time 
to sit down and watch The Handmaid's Tale. Oh. <laughs> I know. And so this really feels like the dystopian prequel. Wow. Yeah. I mean, it's so true. You can jump down that rabbit hole and, and never come up uh, for air very easily. So I'm trying to pull back from that. Yeah. Um, I, Paul watched Chernobyl a couple of days Oh, ago. my gosh. Yeah, really, that's a really good choice. And uh, <laughs> apparently Contagion is one of the top streaming films on Netflix or whatever the streaming service is right now. But I, I know that for you personally, um, there was a big immediate impact to the coronavirus that hit you and your community a little bit sooner than it's hit the larger community. And by that, I mean the canceling of your fan gathering in London this year. Can you tell me the thought that went into canceling that? That was a huge deal. I mean, obviously now in retrospect, it was exactly the right choice, uh, preemptive, but I think really smart. It was a massive decision for them because people come from all over the world and it's often, you know, the only thing that people go to. It's their vacation. It's their chance to connect with friends. Uh, And it's a really special event, as you know. I know. But it was, it's the, you know, it's a hug fest and it's uh, a very close-knit community and we just wouldn't have been able to do it in the same way that it's always been done. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It would have been, you know, like social distancing at one of those events would have just been super weird. And it, it wouldn't have been impossible. our event. It would, it would have, have been, been impossible. impossible. And uh, the Gabbett uh, organizers, Julia and Becky and Kay and John, just like they, it was a huge deal for them. And it was like a lot of heartache and a lot of tears and a lot of back and forth. And, you know, I had booked my flight. I had booked a uh, a hotel for an extra couple of days. I booked theater tickets. I was like, you know, I'm committed. And then it started to get weird. And then I contacted Julia and just said, uh. and then obviously now it was exactly the right thing to do. Um, but yeah, it was, a, it was a difficult decision for sure. Yeah. What are some of your deepest concerns and worry at this time? My biggest concern on a personal level is my mom um, because she's just uh, recently, and I hope I'm not telling tales at a school for her, but she's recently completed uh, intensive chemo and radiation for cancer. And uh, she's very immune compromised right now. And, you know, she's trying to be super strong and, you know, she gets her dog out for walks, which I think is awesome. Um, she's now sort of turned a corner in terms of her energy and her appetite, which is amazing. But I worry, like she, I I won't let her go to a grocery store, obviously. So I'm just like super, and I worry because, you know, uh, people in our film community have recently come out and, and told everyone that they have cancer and I, I can't help but think about them and, um, and what people in immunocompromised positions are doing. Yeah. You know, like I'm very healthy. My family's healthy. Thank God. But what are these people who are so compromised? <laughs> Make me cry. Yeah. What are they doing? You know, and my mom came over for tea yesterday and I was like, we, we can't hug. We sort of bump elbows and we sat out on the balcony and had tea. And 
didn't touch each other, but it was great. It was a beautiful sunny day. And, and I thought, okay, this is safe for her, but it's like, you know, I disinfected everything before she came and it is heartbreaking. I mean, Paul is immunocompromised as well. He he has kidney failure. My dad has COPD, but I think I, I take comfort from the fact that even though we can't hug each other, Right. And hold each other. We're saving lives by by doing this. You exactly. Know, by taking those those kind of actions. Um, what about mental health? You know, like, like I'm having it's a hard time. I'm having a really hard time right now, especially somebody for whom like this podcast is a lifeline for me. I love right. talking people, talking with people, but to share space with people is yes. so important to me. And to not be able to do that for the greater good is so challenging. Yeah. You know? And then I worry about people who might be self-isolating all alone. You know, like like you know, I, I share space with my daughter and my husband and Wade and Vanessa, who weirdly have not made an appearance yet. Uh, but you know what? What what are your thoughts about that? And what kind of like do you have any strategies or words of wisdom? Well, I, I get outside. I mean, we're very lucky here in British Columbia that uh, we have beautiful outdoor space, and that the weather, particularly this week, has been fantastic. So I have a large dog. And yeah, uh, I do. <laughs> yeah, I do. And she needs to get out. So every day, at least twice a day, I'm out in the woods, or I'm up at a park. And and it's amazing how many people are out in the woods. Yeah. Um, but I think that that's huge. If I wasn't able to do that, it would not be a good situation. Yeah. <laughs> so for me, it's getting outside, breathing fresh air. I can see the effect of um, the stress on my daughter. Yeah. You know, initially it's like it's March break. It's going to be her birthday this weekend. But now she's like, I can't have a party. I can't have friends over. I can't celebrate with anyone. So, you know, hopefully we can set up little Skypes for her to talk to her friends. But, um, you know, and when when it said school was canceled indefinitely, initial reaction was, yay, I'm so woohoo. And then it was like, oh, the sort of reality of that starts to step in socially. And, um and I see, I see the stress manifesting in different ways with her. Yeah. And, um, and I'm sure you've seen it with Mari too, Absolutely. where it's just like, you think they're super strong, super strong. And then all of a sudden it, it's meltdown time and they're crying in your arms and you go, okay, okay. Yeah. Because globally, that's all you're hearing. You're hearing pandemic, 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 people, how many people are dying, how quickly it's spreading. We don't have enough test kits, blah, 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 blah. It's just, it's all consuming. So I'm trying to like get live, you know, She's not on social media very often, and I'm like, no, you just, I don't want you, let, let me as the adult be the one to deal with the information. Yeah. I don't want you dealing with it. Yeah. Be a kid. Yeah, it's, I mean, we were texting about this last night, and my yeah. concern, like, I want to protect that quality in her that is, you know, carefree. I want to be the one who is worrying about everything so that she can still enjoy her childhood. Exactly. You know? uh, but that's also, that puts additional strain on me. And it's a strain that I'm 
gosh, I love her so much. I'll do it. But, of course. You know, I also like our mental health is important. Yeah. And what well. I think you and I both do the same thing where we wake up in the middle of the night and go, oh, perfect. You're awake. Let's angst. You know, my brain just kicks in and my brain's a bit of a jerk and says, yay, let's worry about stuff. And uh, yeah. And I can't. And then you get into a cycle. Yeah. Um, I think like meditation is really important. Um, I think exercise is really, I know it sounds like so. Are you good at meditation? Because when I I don't know to calm my brain, all I think about is how (laughs) I can't calm my brain. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Uh, And it takes a long time to get over that. Yeah. Um, And then I do guided, like if I can't Mm. shut myself down and just breathe for five minutes, then I'll just do a guided meditation. Um, And there's a lot of them out there. Um, but I think that that, I think just taking that moment to breathe for me, like I finished work, uh, Saturday morning at seven 30 in the morning. So it hasn't even been a week yet. Yeah. And that we were told when we got to work that day, this is your last day here. Uh, everything's shutting down. Wow. So it was a big shock for everyone. I mean, I'm in a position where I'm okay financially, but I worry about the PAs and the, you know, the, the, like, what about the, the tads and the people who aren't making huge amounts of money? What, how are they coping? What are they, you know, or if you're the only income in your family and your income is stopped dead suddenly with no warning, how do these people cope? I mean, and that's something that keeps me up at night. It's yeah. like, you know, how are those charities coping? How are the food banks coping? I mean, and I think those are things that will help you feel better if you can do it, if you can get out and go to your local food bank and donate a donate food yeah. that'll help you feel better they're i mean asking for money they're asking, yeah, they're asking for money for money yeah. so that they great. can go and make those purchases yeah 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 um Ugh. sorry I just, and i baked just bread a moment to big oof yeah. yeah oh you're baking we baked bread we baked baguettes so i think i think i posted it and said day six of quarantine and i was like oh wait it's not even it's like day three <laughs> so really on the first day i was like gotta bake bread gotta do something yeah we baked bread. Uh, I think we're going to paint her bedroom. We're going to do gardening. We're gonna, it's just like all the things that you don't have time to do. Yeah. Make that list. And, and I think there's something, I'm a list person. There's something deeply satisfying about ticking off an item on a list. Yeah. You know, right? that's, that's an important point. Like I think we're somebody like me and I think somebody like you can yeah. fall into despair is if we are directionless and don't have a purpose. But if we can wake up every morning and make that list and maybe like our worlds are a lot smaller right now, you know, like we're not running a studio. I'm not running a studio right now. You're not directing a show right now. But you're if your list has to do with getting through your day, you know, making sure you're reaching out to other people, making sure that our kids are engaged, you know, like I think that, God, I love ticking stuff off the list. You know what I even put Me on too. the list? Make well. a list and then tick it off. <laughs> put stuff on it that I've already done. Oh, smart. Because <laughs> that is very satisfying to do but it is like it's like even if it's as simple as laundry dishes clean kitchen like me it was like clean the junk drawer yeah everyone has one i have like eight but um (laughs) it's like you know it seems like every time i open a drawer i'm like is that another junk drawer that just wow okay so yeah there's i'm just gonna make lists and go through them and hope that there's 
own relationship, though, with social media and taking in news during this time? You know, like, are you I mean, you mentioned that you have put kind of strategies for live not to be watching it all the time. But what about yourself? Uh, Interesting question. Really good question. Uh, Because it's something that last night when I or this morning, whatever, middle of the night, woke up and I don't normally do this, but I reached for my phone just to see. I think I'm ex- there's an expectation of some big cataclysmic something. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like every day it's getting worse, it's getting worse, it's getting worse. And I keep going, oh, what's the end game? I'm waiting for lockdown. That's yeah. what I'm waiting for. I feel like in Canada, we are a week or so behind where they are on the West Coast of the States, right? So that's the cataclysmic thing that I'm waiting for. Yeah. But like, I don't know, because I don't know if this was you this morning, but you're like checking your phone. It's like, is it happening yet? Is it happening yet? Yeah. Is it happening yet? And it's like, yeah. what a space in which to live. It's so toxic. Yeah. I think it really is toxic, um, which is why I think it's important to get outside if you can, if you're if you're capable of getting outside. Yeah. Um, just and don't take your phone. Don't take, you know. Yeah. But it's, unless you're going to listen to music or yeah, which I did the other. I normally walk through the woods without listening to anything, yeah. and I just listen to the woods. But yesterday I listened to music because I couldn't shut my brain off. Like all I was doing was getting in my brain, walking and getting more and more stressed out and as I'm in the woods, which is my happy place. And so I, I put on music just so that I could shut my brain off. What did you listen to? Um, I listened to Halsey. Is that how you pronounce it? Yes. Yeah. I listened to her acoustic version of Graveyard, oh. which is really awesome, which I'm going to learn to play. Maybe that's it too. I'll learn to play guitar better. <laughs> that would be so bad. Yeah. Just I've weird. been revisiting Hamilton a lot, actually. <gasps> yes. Because that is, that's push through the hard times kind of music. For Yeah, sure. that lives in my go-to for sure. Yeah. She's a massive Hamilton fan, so it's a big, <laughs> that's big. That's a big one. And you know what I am going to be doing later on today? Uh-huh. Uh, and what I know you and I are, are going to be doing shortly uh, are wine and cheese or whatever dates over skype yeah yeah the charcuterie and wine dates charcuterie and wine dates yes yeah (laughs) are you doing it later today i'm totally doing it later today yeah and i'm setting that's on my to-do list setting up a schedule i'm i never thought of myself as a social person I think because I was bullied in school a lot so I didn't have a lot of friends but in my 30s and now my 40s it's like I found my people and I've discovered that when it's the right kind of person by that I mean open-hearted empathetic I mean just yourself it's just Amanda Tapping they're like you're like vitamins to me yeah I think it's important you and Nicole Oliver and Sharon Taylor and Kira Zagorski you're all vitamins and I need my vitamins but that's a way to look at it we don't want to spread our germs so that's one strategy you know to stay connected during a time when we can't hang out Mm -hmm. together 
Yeah. I know. And we were talking like before all this came down about getting the girls together for March break, the four of us going for lunch and, you know, like getting Mari and Liv hanging out and just, you know, and now it's just like, oh, oh. Yeah. You know, I kept thinking, well, maybe we could still go for a walk. But then it's like, even that is now like, can we still do that? Can we? It's who knows? It better save. Better sorry. safe than sorry. Yeah. And I mean, it's, and it's bad, yeah, with Paul. And, yeah. Yeah. Um, what kind of, I mean, you, your fans are incredible. They're an incredible yeah. community. I watched their response to the canceling of the event and they, they get it. They got yeah, it. They, they appreciate yeah. it. Um, and I, I don't know. I might be able to go next year. <laughs> there you go. go. This year, but I would love to go next year. So like, that's, that's cool for me. But <laughs> what message do you have for them right now I, in the midst you know, of all of this? Anger? They're such an amazing community and they really look out for each other. And that I'm just like, I don't want to say I'm proud because that makes me sound you know, condescending, but I am super proud of these human beings who look out for each other and reach out to each other and care so deeply for each other around the world, yeah. you know, and that they're, and that they are, you know, this community is looking out for each other. Yeah. And also for the charities that would have been supported during that right. weekend, right? Like there was yeah. still donations made to the charities. Yeah. So. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. So uh, what, what do you say to them right now? Thank you. Thank you for being like the heartbeat. You know, we need more hearts beating yeah. collectively as one. Yeah. And they are, they do, they beat as one. And, and it's so, it gives me so much strength. Yeah. Well, you give me a lot of strength. <laughs> Even though I cannot hug you right now, I raise my, oh, oh, look at you virtually hugging me. I virtually hugged you. you totally I raised my, did. I raised my cup of tea. And I raised my cup of Hotka soda. Hotka soda. <laughs> Even though it's eleven o'clock on a on a Friday. Look, di different rules now. Time has no meaning. <laughs> so, but what did I see on Twitter? Uh, remember when days of the week mattered? <laughs> I was like, yeah, yeah. I've aged a lot this year. I feel really. Yeah, you've had a stressful year, my friend. You've had a lot. Of I mean, months. but we all have. I mean, just everything in the zeitgeist, right? It's been very stressful. Yeah. So yeah. we're gonna change uh, focus a little bit. Okay, good. Okay, okay. Uh, so subscribers to our uh, Patreon are used to receiving bonus content uh, that is called favorite things where guests yeah. to the podcast tell us our, their favorite things. These questions were developed by Mariana Daria Furminger. So these are questions that nine-year-old Mari really wants to know. So I'm going to throw oh. them at you. Okay. You ready? Okay. Yep. Favorite yep. song. Yep. Oh my God. I, 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 you're so stressed out already. I did. I got super stressed out. Oh, my God. I don't know if I have a favorite song. It changes. It depends on what mood I'm in. Sometimes I really need a sad song, and I okay, really need a, a good sad song. Well, right now, Graveyard. Okay. Give me a happy song. 
<laughs> listening to sad songs right now. <laughs> okay, no, this will be relevant to Mari. What is oh your favorite gosh. song from Hamilton? Uh, uh, who Lives, Who Dies, Who Tells Your Story. But my favorite song to cry to from Hamilton is It's Quiet Uptown. No, no, can't even. Can't even. Have Can't you even. heard the Kelly Clarkson cover of that one? No. Oh, Amanda. You know, no, so you're, like, you're like even thinking about it, you're crying. It's like she's taken, like she's gutting you with a knife as only Kelly Clarkson can do. Right. Yeah, it's oh, from dear. the Hamilton mixtape. It's an amazing okay. track. All right. Favorite video game? I don't play video games. At any point in your life, did you play a video game? Uh... Um, Miss Pac-Man, does that count? Of course it counts. And right now I play like, I play games, like I play wordscapes oh, you on do? my phone. Oh, cool. <laughs> yeah. And I play, uh, what is it? Pyramid Solitaire on my phone. So I guess those could kind of be considered video games. I think so. Right? I've been playing Frozen Freefall for the last five years. Oh, wow. Last three game. Yeah. Mari says it doesn't count as a video game but whatever it is does minecraft count yeah absolutely okay yeah because Liv, lives building this incredible minecraft house well it's like i don't know how many she's built but anyway i'm in on that so there minecraft <laughs> wait do you actually craft in mine well i give her suggestions no. <laughs> i don't know how to do it i'm, I'm terrible the investor <laughs> I invest in the projects. I'll buy you some flowers. Favorite superhero? You look Wonder so Woman. Wonder Woman. Uh, yeah. I just love how panicked you look every time. <laughs> if it was, I'm so glad it's you because if it was Mari asking me, I'd be like a complete mess. She broke Robin Dunn doing that. Did she? Yeah. It was, we recorded Robin. with him on a PD day. Yeah. And uh, it was brilliant. And she broke him. Oh, yeah, because she's cutthroat. <laughs> she is. And you know what he's like. Yeah. Favorite supervillain? <clears throat> this is controversial because I'm not sure that he is a villain. The Joker. I don't think he is a villain. I think he's a victim. Maybe that's not the right villain then. Favorite supervillain. But wouldn't all... You're so empathetic. But wouldn't all villains be victims because often they move into the life of villainy because of because of their tragic past? Yeah. 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 Wow, this got deeper. Yeah, I know. Right. But think about it. That yeah. You're absolutely right. Villains are, you know, I mean, I could name political figures right now who are my favorite supervillains, but mm. <clears throat> I won't go there. Mm -mm. <laughs> what was your favorite show to watch when you were nine years old little house on the prairie i'm not surprised especially now you're baking bread right yeah i loved it but i loved it because i grew up with three brothers and they didn't watch it so that was my alone time if i got to the tv first and got little house on the prairie on i had the whole little basement to myself that is sweet. Rad. Yeah, really <laughs> what was your favorite movie when you were nine years old? Oh, Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. All your answers are so adorable. <laughs> it was, though. I wanted and, uh, to be Jemima. 
Yeah, Dick Van Dyke and oh my I want it to be Jemima Potts. Yeah. I could still happen for you. Could still I hope so. Let's <laughs> like one can hope, right? I'm rooting for you. We're all rooting for you. <laughs> Jemima Potts. <laughs> What's your favorite hot beverage? Tea. What kind of tea? Well, just orange pico, really. Tetley or PG tips, but yeah. just regular black Paul's tea. Paul's drinking builder's tea right now. Have builder's you tea, builder's yeah. Tea? You yeah, it's like it for one strong. minute, and then it's all the caffeine you need for like a day. <clears throat> but you know what I've started drinking too is this uh, Wise Monkey coffee leaf tea. Yes. Oh, does it taste? Yeah. Like? Strawberry hibiscus is my favorite. Yeah. It's really yummy. So fancy. I know, right? (laughs) Favorite vacation destination? My mind. (laughs) 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 Um, Sorry for laughing, but that is hilarious. Oh. Where are we going to go on vacation, Amanda, when this is all over? Girls' holiday. Hawaii. Fuck you. Just because it's like tropical, but. It's a bit generic, but yeah, Hawaii. It's beautiful, though. It's ref- it's yeah. all fresh and flowers and mud. The smell. It's the sm- yeah. Like I like to go to cities and discover, but I think I, after all this is over, I need the beach. Yep. We're going to Maui. Okay. 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 Fa- favorite animal? Dog. Big dog or little dog? Big. Sorry. I have big dogs. I have a big dog. I like dogs. I like horses, too. I like cows. I think they're really sweet. But dogs. You like cows? I'm I so think cows sorry. are super sweet. Have you ever looked a cow in the big, like, tennis ball size eye? I I have. They're but so I also short. grew up learning to fear cows because my granddad's dog, Blackie, would jump the fence to the venomous farm and go behind the cows, and then they would whack him in the face so I oh. think cows is like powerful beasts oh they're powerful they're scary black got beat up <laughs> when i was directing in with a knee they had cows they had horses and cows and the cows were so sweet i fell in love with them that's um but dogs dogs are my favorite that's amazing do you know that there is a donkey sanctuary in Alberta? No. Jenica Harper, who's the showrunner from Jan, told me yeah. about it and I laughed myself. <laughs> we should go. But I would love to go. If I we can't afford Hawaii, donkey. let's go to the donkey sanctuary. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I think that would be amazing. There's right? also a wolf sanctuary nearby, but I think the idea of a donkey sanctuary I is love something it. else. Or um, donkeys being fostered, that's very sweet. Very well, because then Jenica also described them as majestic beasts, and then I lost my shit. <laughs> but who am I to judge? Right. And Mari also wants to know what are your thoughts on cats? On cats? As in the animal? Oh, I love cats. I grew up with a cat. My first pet was a cat. Her name was yeah. Buttons. And she was like a dog. She followed me to school and she play fetch and uh, she was amazing. It's my very first. I got her for my eight. I like this cat because she was like a dog. Well, yeah. Oh, but she was also a cat. She was, she was beautiful. Buttons. Got her for my eighth birthday. 
eighth birthday. And I loved her very, very much. Aw, I love her too. <laughs> Amanda, Mari doesn't have any more questions for you. What? I know, that was pretty much it. Is there anything that you want to put out into the universe before we bid adieu today? Um, yeah, I know that these are really stressful times and I, I'm so tired of the unprecedented times. I'm so really tired of hearing that. But I do think it is an opportunity. I think it's an opportunity even in spite of or because of social distancing to be more connected. It's really interesting that I think connections are a little bit deeper and I think connections to family, I, I think I tweeted this, but like connection to nature, connection to your spirituality, I just, I think it's a really, if we choose to take it this way, it's a great opportunity yeah. for us as human beings, as individuals and as a society yeah. to be more connected and kinder and more empathetic and sympathetic because not everyone is sitting in their house right now. You know, I, there's people who are homeless who now have less resources because people are sitting in their homes. Yeah. You know, I just think like it's an opportunity. So, and I just hope that people, you know, we could get through this a lot quicker if we just, I hate to say it because I'm generally not somebody who likes to follow the rules particularly, but I think it's important that we do. Yeah. Okay. I feel connected to you and I'm I feel for connected that. to you my friend and I'm grateful thank you and thanks to everyone who's listening stay safe and Absolutely. hug you know don't just hug your loved ones hug yourself hugging myself and hugging. I'm hugging you right now <sighs> thank you Amanda thank you sweetheart so I want to just say to the listeners I have more than two months of new episodes of the YBR Screen Scene podcast already recorded and ready to go. I will continue to release new content every Monday and Thursday. This, in addition to the 70 episodes we've already released in the we've got you covered. And we'll also record new episodes as long as we're able to do so. Keep in touch on social media at YVR Screen Scene and by email at Sabrina at YVRScreenScene.com. You are not alone. We are going to get through this. Thank you for listening. <laughs>